Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 466. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk to football. This is the last week of football of the 2021 postseason, or the whole season, for that matter. That's right. We have the Grey Cup game this Sunday, and uh, it is uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers versus the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It actually happens to be in Hamilton, so it's kind of rare that the host team or the host city actually gets to be in the cup itself. Uh, yeah, that's uh, what happened. Early 2011, BC won it at home. Uh, 2012, Toronto won it at home. 2013, Saskatchewan won it at home. Very rare. Three-peat right in a row there. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen here. We're going to go over the show. Uh, we're, we're missing a couple of people right now, which is kind of weird. Uh, Charles is in transit to be at the breakup. He's, uh, he's on his way to Hamilton right now with uh, Russ Gordon. And uh, Will McDonald, he's just fucking missing. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Will. He probably forgot that we moved it from Wednesday to Thursday, although he was part of the group, group discussion when we were talking about this. But anyhow, I got a blast from the past with you, Chris Ludoff. Luda? I think that's his name. He's online here with me. I'll just open up the mic with him right now. Uh, Hey, Chris, welcome back, buddy. How you doing? Good, good. It's great to be back. Uh, Took a while to get life back on track, but uh, as crazy as it sounds in this time uh, of the the world state and all the everything going on, my last six months for me have been pretty good. So started getting everything back and falling into place in my life and uh, got more time to myself again and not working nights anymore and yeah everything's Perfect. going really good you, you, except you worked last night well it was not work it was work related it had to be uh yeah it's okay don't 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 it worry was, about uh, it. i felt like shit I'm, I'm tired i i've been working you know 12 hour days trying to get this city back into square uh after our devastating natural disaster the flood of merit in 2021 not to be confused mm. with the wildfires of merit in 2021, because the town got both. Um, I'm just looking for some pestilence or frogs falling from the sky or something like that, because uh, uh, the beginning of the end of the end of the world, the apocalypse is coming. Uh, they did find an active volcano up by Quinell, which is kind of weird. Like really, oh well. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk some football tonight. That's uh, awesome and wonderful and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should just phone Will. Maybe we should do that. Let's see if I can find Will's phone number. I, I'm sure I've got it in this chat from last week or some other time. We can call him and see what he wants to do. Do 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 do. Who who wrote that? Oh my God, that was me. So, do you uh, are you a Facebook friend with um, uh, Jed Roberts? Did, did, you, uh, I did looked, you hear that conversation with me? 
Yes, I did hear it. I did look, and okay. I, I'm okay. not. Okay. I, but I've changed. I yeah, I think I lost him. But uh, uh, he was actively doing a uh, football camp up north here. Uh, wow. Right. He did, right, every, right, right. he did. He did it. He did it every year for quite a while, and then I'd run into him at the football games because he used to sit at the uh, one end zone there. Um, what would it have been? Um, West side. Uh, south, south end, right by the the end where the the, the alumni sit and stuff. But he'd yeah. come down in the stands. Okay, cool. It's a great guy. Okay, I'm gonna hold Will here. See see if he he's gonna answer. Oh. Hey, Will. You want to be part of the yeah. podcast or no? Are we playing tonight? <laughs> Well, Chris and I have been talking for six minutes already. We were kind of waiting for you, and I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to phone you. Oh, okay. I thought that we were doing this Friday, but, yeah, let me grab my headphones. Give me a sec. Well, we could do it Friday as well if you want. It doesn't matter to me. Well, it's just kind of funny. It was Friday. Oh, you know why? Because Charles suggested Friday, but he he didn't suggest it because we no. could do it. He said he'd still be busy Friday. Uh, no, I said I would suggested be... we could do it oh, Friday. And Charles turned oh, okay. around and he says, I will be in Hamilton and I have no idea where I'll be, so it will be hard for me right. to do the podcast. And then I said, okay, right. we're going to go tomorrow. And then okay. Will says, well, whatever. Whatever. Well, you guys could have went, and I could have joined after the Grey Cup, and that would have been like the official season wrap-up, and I could have joined on that one. But Well, no, because I felt like shit yesterday, so I really didn't want to oh, okay. do the show yesterday. I was I was going to suggest that we postpone it anyhow. I probably so wouldn't have done up. it. I wouldn't have postponed it. I would have done it anyhow and sucked it up because Charles wasn't going to be here today or tomorrow. Right, but because you couldn't have been there yesterday, then I said, you know what? There's two of us are down. Okay, we're, we're, we're anyhow. Yeah, I'm not saying that Charles. I, think, is I figured it is because he's very important to the show. Yes, that's very important. Okay, we'll, okay. we'll be able to. Well, everybody will know that tonight because there's no agenda. <laughs> there's no agenda. That's right. Charles is really important to the show. Very, very integral piece of this show. Mm-hmm. We've lost. We've lost Willie. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so oh, uh, did did what's him call it? Who, who, who's Sparky? That's it, Sparky, Sparky, Sparky. What did you Sparky do? He sent out the the sheet that we were supposed to talk about here. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what this is. Okay, William, are you back? Yet? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Hey, well. So we're going to go after the, the Hello, two Chris. games that we have. Yes, Chris is here. He's see here us. for 15 minutes. Yeah, okay. Okay. I oh, thought you said you were doing to, this you, Friday. You lied to me. No, okay? you, no, 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 no. Okay? We're going to go back. We're going to go through the conversation. Okay? And it says, <laughs> tomorrow, we didn't hear any Chris says that he forgot that he's got to do some Christmas shit. And I said, is tomorrow better for you? Tonight sucks for me as well. Chris says, yes, tomorrow works better. Will, Charles, what do you say? I'd rather do it tomorrow. Charles says, I'll be in transit. 
tomorrow night. But if you guys would rather do it tomorrow, that's fine with me. And I said, oh, can't make it. How about Friday? He says, I'll be in Hamilton and have no idea what I'll be doing Friday. So, no, not much better for me. And I said, okay, let's hear from Will. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> so, somewhere up there, I said, I would rather do it tomorrow than Friday. Which is today. Okay. Which is today. Which yeah. is today. So, anyhow, we're doing it today, Will. Okay, well, I'm here. You're lucky. You're lucky. You're lucky. You called. I was about to crawl into bed. So, I I, I figured that. So I, I figured I'd call you. I went back to, through the, the our little chat to find your phone number and called you. Okay. So we had okay, the game last week. The, the the finals. The Western finals. The Eastern finals. The Eastern final always goes first on Sundays, and it had the Hamilton Tiger Cats going into Toronto to play the Argonauts. Hamilton won that game 27 to 19 with a total point score of 47. CJ took Toronto for the win at 54 points. I was off by eight. That was pretty close, but I picked the wrong team to win. I honestly thought Toronto was going to win. Um, I figured that uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson would have played a better game of football. He absolutely stunk up the stadium. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the post-game activities later on. Let's just talk about the game right now, okay? Um, Charles, was uh, he picked Hamilton at 42 points. He was only off by four. He scored a huge 134 points for the game, and uh, he's not here to talk about it. So we're just going to nip right over to, to Will. Uh, Hamilton by 38. You're off by eight, the same as me, only the other way. You went low, I went high. So you got 126 points. Charles won that round. Uh, what did you? What's your take on this game, William? You know, you I'm sitting it? here trying to. I'm sitting here trying to remember the game. Yes, I did enjoy it. It was a very enjoyable game. It was back and forth for most of the game, and uh, eventually, the key to the whole thing, and I have been saying this all year is Hamilton is not going anywhere with Mazzoli as their starting quarterback. They pulled Jeremiah Mazzoli, and then it was all over. Okay? It's that simple. Yeah, Um, Dane Evans came in and won the game. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, Hamilton, you know what? I, I, I keep on hearing about about everybody's defensive line, but Hamilton has probably one of the best defensive lines in the CFL, including Jagarin Davis, as you knew I was going to mention that. But uh, of course, their defense their defense played awesome, um, and Dane Evans played well, and they actually have a bit of a running back too. So I I think this is a better team than it was in 2019, to be honest with you, and uh, you know. I mean, hey, Hamilton won. If they hadn't have put Dane Evans in, they'd be watching from the great from the sidelines at the Grey Cup. So, good on Orlando Steinhauer to finally. Yeah, good on Orlando Steinhauer to finally put Dane Evans in, and he's the starter in the Grey Cup. So there you go. Yeah. Well, they would be stupid not to. Yes. Um, Okay. Now I have a question for you. Did Hamilton, did Toronto not have an answer to Dane Evans in the second half 
because they did not prepare for him? Um, I don't know. I, uh, I, I know you I have to prepare Cam- for everything. Yeah, no, but I think Hamilton just started to assert themselves and said, uh, hey, we're not going to let this happen. Um, I, I just wanted to throw in a, a Calgary theme here. Most of Toronto's receivers that were catching the ball were all ex-Calgary players, just so you know. Um, but uh, you know what? Hamilton, Hamilton just turned it on. And uh, they won the game. What more can you say? Um, and then, quite truthfully, in the second half, Toronto's defense came a little bit apart with penalties and crap like that, which is a typical Chris Jones defense. Not very disciplined, but they can be good. So, mm-hmm. and as as you mentioned, it's going to spill over into after the game as well. So. And it did. Yes, it did. And we'll talk about that one later. Chris, did yep. you watch the game? Yep, you bet. Oh. Mm-hmm. Of course okay. you did. So we don't have any scores was... for you because you weren't part of this little pool before. But uh, you can no. go ahead and uh, tell us your opinion, on your take on this game. And uh, what are your thoughts? Well, it it was... It was a, it was, it was the very, very typical tale of two halves kind of a game, right? You had Toronto dominating the first, marching down, free as a bird, and then stalling at the twenty and kicking field goals, and a lot. I mean, it was twelve nothing all on field goals, right? So I mean, Beatty put his time in, but you just had that feeling, and they were talking about it all halftime that that was just not going to be enough. And then, I mean, Will's dead, right? I mean, Mazzoli was the key. I mean, but I mean, I think that in the end, it actually wasn't as hard of a decision as some people were making it to be because he held that ball for way too long. He had tons of time, and then he coughed it up. It was time to pull him. Like, like he didn't have a choice but to pull him. I don't think you can send him back up out there after doing that. I mean, he looked horrible. That was that was absolutely a horrible decision with the ball. And then to and then to cough it up at the end of it was just oh man it's and then Dane Evans goes sixteen for sixteen perfect game so short stuff secure stuff but that's Hamilton style they run those sweeps and they run that that short pass game and they got fast receivers and that's that's what they live and die by so I don't think they didn't have an answer for him because they didn't prepare for him I, I really believe that the two quarterbacks function what are, are fairly similar and function in that RPO system fairly well. It's just that Mazzoli didn't have it and Evans did, but Mazzoli doesn't wise, have it. no, and, and Evans did, but skill set wise, they're very similar quarterbacks. Like when Mazzoli was on or when he was playing well, he plays a lot like Evans. Like they both are plug and play in that RPO offense. Uh, since June's Jones put it in, really, and uh, yeah, I mean it was it was a good game. I mean, again, like it, it, it was so lopsided both halves that it was it's hard to say that it was uh, a nail biter or real enjoyable. But but uh, but it was it was good. So these were probably two of the best football games of this entire season, eh? You guys agree with that? 
You know what? The Calgary-Saskatchewan game was pretty good, too. So, And, again, it wasn't great football. It was just a good game. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say they are the best. I said they were some of the best football. They mm-hmm. played, these were not. You know. Okay. Games. Yeah. You know what? Um, the football, and we expected this. The football has gotten better as the years gone on. Okay. And yeah. and the playoffs and the playoff games have been pretty good. Let's face it. So. So. Yeah. Here's an interesting statistic for you before we go into the Hamilton-Winnipeg game. The team who scored first in the playoffs this year, all four games so far this year, the team who scored first lost. Mm-hmm. Throwing that yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, the second oh, game up was this. What's that? Oh, I was just going to say, and on Will's note about the best receivers on Toronto being ex-Calgary, three of the better players on Hamilton were Calgary, too. Garrett Davis, uh, Delique, and Don Jackson, the running back, they're all ex-Calgary, too. (laughs) Yep. I think think John Huffnagel should ask for commission for scouting all these players (laughs) in the CFL, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. They never gave Wally that before, so. That's right. That's um, true. Saskatchewan Rough Riders went into Winnipeg, and uh, not quite as successful as they would be. Saskatchewan lost this game to the Blue Bombers, a 17 to 21, uh, 38 points total. Nobody was really surprised by the victory here. I was surprised at how low a scoring game was. I thought that there would be more points scored personally with only 38 total. And if you look at the three people, Charles, Will, myself, I mean, Charles at 49, which was his low, his low, was the lowest of the three of us, and uh, he was off by 11. Uh, but he picked Winnipeg. Will picked Winnipeg. Was off by 21. Uh, and uh, so you you got 100 points for that. You got no points at all for your your pick. And CJ uh, went 54, and I was off by 16. I got points. Ooh, big deal. But we all picked Winnipeg, so we all got the 100 for that one. I uh, I watched this game. It was a pretty entertaining game. I was cheering for. Uh, Saskatchewan of I, I honestly can't say that I I, I kind of feel like I, I have to go wash my mouth out right now. I think I just kind of puked a did little bit. Did you just say that? Saying that. Did you just I did. Say I was that? Kinda, well, I did not. I didn't honestly did not want Winnipeg to win. I just I'm just so sick of their fans this year, and I really can't say that I'm I, Saskatchewan fans have pissed me off this season because they really haven't. Uh, but Winnipeg has, so I really don't want Winnipeg to win. I'm, I'm, I will be cheering for Hamilton this week, no doubt about that. Uh, although I do believe Winnipeg will win, but that's beside the point. But then we cannot stand those Winnipeg fans for another year. We like have a season that starts in like January or something, so that we can play again, so somebody can beat Winnipeg. Uh, anyhow, I thought it was a pretty good game. It was close. It, they hard 
bought. Yeah, I don't know whether or not it was uh, the, the 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 decision was ever in question. It was a good football game. I enjoyed it. Uh, Cody Fajardo is not the end all be all quarterback in the CFL. I I, I really don't understand how. Uh, Phil Miller can say that he's the best quarterback in the CFL. I just, I simply do not understand that at all. William, what was your call on this game? Well, you know, you got to hand it to Winnipeg because they had five turnovers in this game and they still won the game. And that doesn't happen very often ever, okay? You know, and I don't understand. I don't understand Saskatchewan because, and and I hate to keep on bringing up Calgary, but I will bring up Calgary. The last five years when Calgary has played Winnipeg and most of the games Calgary has won, the key to stopping Winnipeg is you stop Andrew Harris. Yes, it makes a difference now that they have Zach Kolaris, but I still think it's basic. You have to stop Andrew Harris and see what happens. And Saskatchewan didn't even come close to stopping Andrew Harris. Andrew Harris actually looked like a young football player on Sunday. Saskatchewan couldn't stop him. And uh, I think that was the key to the whole game. And, of course, the key, one of the other keys to the game is, is Winnipeg's offensive line is – just it's absolutely fantastic okay and uh i uh you know i expected winnipeg to win they did and once again we have to listen to winnipeg fans for at least another week and i'm not going to tell you i hope i'm not going to tell you i hope winnipeg loses because i don't but i think it's going to be a much closer game than it was in 2019 but we will see because you would think that Hamilton would be highly, highly, highly motivated. You would hope so. And just one more big shout-out to Jagarin Davis. This will be his fifth Grey Cup in a row. That's with the exception uh, of the amazing, 2020 yeah. year. Yeah. I, I think that's that's pretty hard to do. Three with Calgary, two with Hamilton. So his record's not that great, but. No. But, you know, uh, this is, uh, when was the last time that this happened? I think it was back in 2009, 2010, where the two teams, same teams played in the Grey Cup back-to-back. This is Hamilton and Winnipeg in 2019, and this is Hamilton and Winnipeg in 2021. We didn't play in 2020. But uh, I think it it goes back to the 2009-2010 Grey Cup season where uh, Montreal won it in 2009 off that that field goal kafuff that Saskatchewan doesn't know how to count. And then uh, in 2010, the Riders won it, right? Or No. Montreal's back to back. Yeah, that was Montreal's back. Yeah, Montreal right. won that back to back. That's right. 
Oh, yeah, but this is the first time that that's happened. And unfortunately, this is probably what's going to happen with Winnipeg, is they're going to win it back-to-back, and that's going to piss everybody off, well, at least me. At least me. Um, yeah, okay. Chris, can't believe you walked yeah, was, through this one. No, no, I watched it. It was a good game. Again, uh, uh, one of those things where you're watching the first half, and you watch Winnipeg march the field and get to the end zone and turn it over and then watch the field and turn it over and then march the field and then turn it over. And it was like, wow, they really don't want to win this game or they really want to show a sketch when they're not that hard to beat, I guess would be the only other thing I could think of at the time. <laughs> because yeah, and you're like, yeah, well, what other team can give it up that many times? And uh, I mean, that's why it was a low scoring event. I mean, even if you said, Two of those ended up in, in, in touchdowns, which they sh- two of them should have been. Uh, you know, that's another 14 points on the board. You know, it's just Saskatchewan didn't leave any points on the field. You know, so, yeah. You know, it was what it was. It was, like you said, it was never in risk or in doubt. It was just, I think, Winnipeg made it a hell of a lot more entertaining than it probably could have been. Unless you just watched, like, watching Saskatchewan get pounded, but, which... I wouldn't have hated either, but whatever. No, no it was it was good. Does not like to watch that. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I he couldn't have had more silly things happen. So, I mean, it was in that way. It's uh, a good sum up of the 2021 season. But, uh, but yes, it, again, for entertainment value, it was definitely there. And I mean, even if you're a Saskatchewan fan and you end up losing, just like the one before, for the Calgary fans. It was still an entertaining game. It's just not the result you wanted, but oh well. Well, true. Yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty good game. Hey, I have a question I, I, for you, Chris. I have a question yes, for dear. you, Christopher. Yeah. What the hell was up? What the hell was up with Lucky Whitehead in the stands wearing a Blue Bombers uh, hat? What was up with that, man? Well. He, let's face back. Where did he play last year? Oh yeah, nowhere. Nineteen. Oh, yeah, no, Winnipeg. He did. Of course, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. So I, I'm pretty sure that he has a lot of friends that are still on the team, and he went there to support them. I, I really uh-huh. don't have a problem with that. Okay, do, neither do, do I. I thing? just no, no. I thought it was hilarious. You don't see that very often. Well, I thought it was well, fans. Yeah, to go sit with the fans like he did. Yeah, yeah, that was that was weird. But yeah, his uh, his roommate was uh, Bailey, so he was officially there, as he said, to cheer on Bailey, uh, oh, okay. the receiver. Okay. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with what he did. I'm not upset with him. I I'm not going to call him a traitor or anything like that because he went to Winnipeg wore Win- Winnipeg gear and, and and cheered on the team. I mean. If I went to Hamilton right now to watch the Grey Cup, yes, I would be wearing my BC Lions colors because it's Grey Cup and you're allowed to do shit like this. But if it was last week, I, I would have been cheering. I would have had no problems wearing Hamilton gear. Uh-huh. Mm. Well, let, let's be honest here. I mean, there are players that don't like each other just like anywhere else, but a majority of these guys have either know each other or have played because of the one-year contracts and – and they play a sport that not everybody can play. There's lots of their friends out there, you know. Like that's why they oh, all yeah, the game and shake hands and stuff. Like, yeah. like you know, yeah. 
brotherhood, right? So, like, I mean, it's not abnormal for him to go there. I mean, he'd just been away from the team for one season. He went for his own reasons, right? And everybody respects that when you leave a team for your own reasons, whether it's money or closeness to home or, like, I mean, you said, uh, you know, uh, Derek Davis, this is his fifth uh, great cup in a row. You know who's it's his fourth? Uh, Adelke. He started a year after yep. Davis with Calgary. Yep. So, same thing. He's been in the league for four years. He's been to every single great cup. But when yes, he left yes. Calgary, he's he's from Hamilton. I didn't totally blame him. It sucks when you draft well and they don't stay to help you out past their required contract. But yeah, you got to also live in, the, in Canada. These guys go back to where they're from. Yeah, and Calgary gets burnt like that on a regular basis, so. Lots of so, teams do, though. You know, I, I think lots yeah, of teams do. Yeah, they do. do. They do. They do. What's you his know, name? Uh, Sean McEwen in Calgary this year, their center. I mean, it's because he's a Calgary boy. He spent most of his time in Toronto, and then he got out, right? Cause, well, uh, yeah, I think Brad he gave Toronto quite a few good years. Yeah, he did. Right? He did. Brad Yeah, he's a perfect example, too, because Calgary. Calgary gave him – Calgary gave him the time to turn into an awesome receiver, gave him the chance, and then he turned around and went right home as soon as he was worth something. <laughs> yeah, so. right? And, and you, you can't blame them for doing that. You can blame the scouting staff for picking people that are not from your area. Well, it's kind you know, of a if double-edged you dra- sword. If you draft people, if you – I, I know you want the best players possible, so you draft them and hope that they stay. Hope that they don't go to the NFL. Hope that they don't go off yeah. in free agency. You, you, uh, you know, a lot of things. But, you know, if you're picking people from, from your hometown, if you pick them from the Dinos, odds are they're going to play there, or especially if they're born there. Right? I mean, Andrew Harris went back to, to, to Winnipeg. Yep, Winnipeg. Yeah, Nick Dembski. He was solid for yeah. Saskatchewan, right? Like. You know, it was a big loss for them. I, I meant more the double-edged sword is is that I think that the teams kind of try – I think they get greedy. And I think it's something you may not have thought of, but, but I think they try to draft and then convince them to stay, to be loyal to the team. And then you think that the big stars that played in your hometown will come back to you. So you try to double-end it. Because it has, there has been stars that have stayed where they got drafted and, and became loyal and didn't go home. Right? Oh, so if you can – if you could try and get all the talent from all over Canada and all your home pe- pe- people like uh, Sean McEwen come home to you, then you just won both games, right? So I don't know if that's a factor or not, but that's kind of what pops into my head a bit when you're drafting. It almost seems like Calgary avoids drafting a lot of dinos that tend to end up coming back home anyway. I don't know. Just something yeah. to pop my mind okay. when I was thinking about uh, it. I mean, what, what was that guy's uh, lineman's name out in Winnipeg? Um Doug Brown. Yes, the D-line. Right, D-line. right, right, yeah. right in Port Coquitlam, right in my hometown area, right? And uh, yeah. he's, he's now made Winnipeg his home. So yeah, I, it, well, it does happen. It goes, goes both ways. And the atmosphere around it has changed a lot, too, because you used to have to sign longer con longer contracts and you made more of a commitment to an area and it was easier. You were a young man, so it became your home. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, what what what's the length of a rookie now? Two years, three years they have to sign, and then they're free agents? Like, it's not very long. And 
everybody else is on it's, a one year. Right? The, the years. atmosphere around it's changed, right? So yeah, so I mean, you used to have to commit more than two years to a team when you were drafted. I know you did. Free agency so, is so the, the worst thing for pro sports. Period. Yeah, well, it's the one year contract, right? It's the world of the one year. It, it destroyed no hockey. Loyalty. It destroyed football. It destroyed baseball. Destroyed everything. Free agency drives stopped. the prices. Drives up the prices, and it uh, uh, kills loyalty. So, you know, it's two yeah. really bad big hitters that you lose in free agency. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's definitely tricky. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. When when players choose to leave to go home for something like that, to go home or, or something like that, especially with Canadians, they're not making a lot of money. I don't hold it against them, right? Like, I mean, I would have loved to have – I'd delegate on the stamps for, for years to come. You could tell he was special when he came in. But he went home, and it is what it is, right? They gave it a shot. They drafted him. Okay, so... He was going to play in the league up, no matter what. We ended coming up in the playoffs with... Uh, or the, the final round with Charles with 254 points, Will with 226 and CJ with 136. So total for the two weeks, the semifinals, finals round, has Charles in the lead with 474, and next with Willie at 344, and CJ at 178. Now, by the end of this podcast, Charles has to officially have his scores into us. Or they don't count for this week. So I might actually come in second. Yes, because Charles will be zero. I might not come in second because we're probably going to take scores from Chris here. So because that would be nice. Uh, okay, so we're coming up into a Grey Cup game. We have the Hamilton Tiger Cats hosting the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Charles, what? Who's going to win this game and by how much? Or what's total score? Charles, Bueller. Bueller. Okay, so we got zeros from Charles right now. <laughs> Willie, who's going to win the game? What's the score? I'm going to say uh, Hamilton 40. Brave man. Chris, what you thinking on this one? Oh, well, we talked about it before we went on air. Uh, we did. And pretty much saying uh, heart screams Hamilton, money screams Winnipeg. But there's no money on this. This is just bragging rights. So, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to stick with my heart and go with Hamilton. But I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go 62 total score. It's actually going to be a, a scoring gray cup. A barn burner. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, um, just because I am CJ and I am going to take the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I hate to, hate to, but there's no way that three of us can pick the same team because that is is stupid. Um, Mm. And I'm going to go – I think you're right. It's going to be a high-scoring game, and I'm going to take 54 points, 54 points, and taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I'm with you. Uh, my heart wants to see Hamilton win, but my head is saying that Winnipeg's going to do it. 
hard not to do that. Okay, now let's now that we finish this, this is over. We're going now going on to the next segment of our agenda, our, it, which is written down in my head because it's about all we have. At the end of the Hamilton-Toronto game in Toronto, we had an incident with the fans. Now, I'm in Facebook jail for 30 days. I'm out of jail on Monday, right after the Grey Cup, okay? I've only got four days left. So I have not been able to participate in this discussion. And there's several discussions that I would like to in, but I haven't been able to. So here's my take on this. It's said that a Hamilton fan or fans spit beer on the Toronto players as they were going through the corridor to leave the go from the field to the dressing room. The Toronto Argonaut fans or players circled back, climbed the wall, went into the fans, into the stands, and chased these Hamilton fans down. And from the video that I saw, the Toronto Argonaut player punched him in the head. Am I wrong, gentlemen? Is this the take that you had on it? Is this what you believe happened? Well, you want to go or should I? Am I wrong? Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Okay. You're not totally wrong. The problem is, is there was multiple altercations in several different locations in a tight space in that, that, that guardrail space that happened at different times involving different people. And nobody has said anything because it's an active police, uh, the security at the buildings investigating Toronto's investigating and the actual RCMP are investigating as well for charges. So the only thing we know for sure is that Joe Murphy initiated contact with a female fan called her some really bad things and he's been banned from the league for life or suspended for for till further forever <laughs> uh, okay was announced but uh, the video i saw had one of but the there is one no argonaut yeah, punching a guy in the head you're right and it was Edwards, of course because edwards is the yeah. piece of toronto now that chris jones is there because chris jones lets his players act like idiots and encourages it um, okay. But what happened there was now, I've heard spilled beer on them. I did not hear spit. But again, this is not. This is everybody. Everybody that's saying any opinion out there is piecing it together from into window, uh, from things they've heard or from what they saw in the videos. And the videos aren't clear enough to give you that determination. So, I would accept spill just as much as spit. But and, and then and that, what happened? That's fine. Was they, I, that's splitting nails. Right. Yeah, and then so they did come around. Uh, Edwards and uh, the one in the video that you see, he pins the fan on the wall to security takes him. That's not Edwards. That's the other one that comes up, and he actually was trying That's to correct. separate a bit more. The guy that the police pinned further in the video over there, he he's the one that got punched, I think, and and then he got pinned by security, and they just tried to get the players out of there. The one that does prevail very clearly in the videos is Edwards is the one that swings, for sure. Right. Because you can see his name plate on his jersey. (laughs) Um, Correct. 
and here, and that's what they're still investigating. This, okay? Here's what, what my take on this. Toronto Argonauts players had no fucking business being there. Fans are fans. Fans are going to be assholes. There are asshole fans at every fucking stadium. I don't care what you are. This is this is Toronto's mm-hmm. home stadium, and, and Hamilton fans are being assholes. It doesn't matter what happens. You're a player. You take the high road, and you walk off the fucking field and go to the dressing room. Yep. You to turn around and enter the fan area of the stands. You should be banned from life. You're not a Boston Bruin. You don't do that. This football is a gentleman's sport. You don't do that. What I've heard that Ryan Dinwiddie even talked to them about it pregame, that if they lost, there was going to be a lot of fan interface, so to not do that. So, yeah, no, it was – but, but again, you look at the people that are involved and who's going to – like, yeah, I mean, it's it's about – players reflect the attitudes of their coaches or at least the coaches they want to reflect. Right. I don't think Ryan did when he's like that, but I sure the hell think Chris Jones is like that. And, you know, did anybody hear Edward's name really before Chris Jones got there? And then all of a sudden at every halftime, he's on there talking smack about everything. I mean, even his interview at the halftime of that game was, was ignorant in my opinion. You know, like these players that left the player area, and went into the stands should be banned from the CFL for life. Whether they Probably. actually get charged with assault, which should happen, and I'm glad that there's an active police investigation. Okay? It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to deny the fact that Edwards punched him. We all saw it. What led up to it, what caused that, yeah, but, a whole different ballgame. Yeah, but, I mean, that's no yeah, different than that, the story with Sean Lemon, right, saying that, what's his name, spit in his face or spit on him, and that's why Sean Lemon punched him. And in, and he said, in the, these days of COVID, you don't do something like that. That's assault. Well, if you're spitting beer at somebody, that's assault in the same aspect. Um, whether it's spilled beer, that's different. But, yeah, you're not supposed to be transferring bodily fluids right now. That's not a good plan. But you don't go punch the guy in the head either. Yeah, but wasn't the video I saw, the guy was down where the players were. They weren't in the stands. You're talking about the short, fat guy with the with the Hamilton jersey on, aren't you? Yeah. And that's the guy He's Edwards. He's actually wearing a flag. That was the guy Edwards punched, was it not? Yeah, but it's in the fans. Uh, uh, it's in. It's in the. It's on the wrong the side of the castle cards. Yeah. In the corner. The oh, okay. The yeah. Okay. Area. Yeah. Because that's why so, they're climbing up the wall to get into that area because the cattle guards blocked them because they have a little oh. path in the cattle guards to get to the locker room. They went around okay. and back down oh. a level and then they climbed the wall up to get into the whatever they would call it, promenade or whatever. Okay. Okay, well, you know what? To attack the guy wearing his flag. You know what? I, I I look at it this way. I'm different than you, Christopher. If a guy opens his mouth and, and he deserves it, he gets, he should get smacked in the head. I don't care if he's a football player or not. Uh, 
players are professional football players, and they don't do that. Right. Whatever you said, you were kind of choppy. Well, I said they're professionals. Okay. Yeah. They're not supposed to do this shit. No, they're not. But you know what? I mean, they're also human. They're also human. Okay. I see both parts of it. Because is that any yeah. different than saying that getting into a bar fight because someone comes up in your face and says you suck on the field and all that? Like, you know, how many of players have gotten in trouble over that, right? Yep. Assholes are assholes, you know? Yep. And why yep. should the repercussions for me be any different than him if they, if you know, somebody comes up and starts to fight with me, I'm going to jail for assault too. So that's what yep. you get, right? Like, I mean, you, there's repercussions Absolutely. to it. It's just that I agree with Christopher in the sense that when you're playing and you, you represent your team, you're a professional. It's kind of like when you're driving a company truck with your company's name on it. You don't drive like an asshole because you're representing your company. It's the exact right. concept. You, it's more right. than just your pride and your honor online, and you should know that and respect that responsibility. I guess. That's all. You know, you're representing Toronto when you're wearing that uniform. And uh, sure. personal aside, you should be a professional about it. But once again, after a tough loss like that, they're emotionally charged. 100%. 100%. Things, people you know, say like, things. And yeah, I know. I know. Like I said, it, there's, there's, a, there's two sides to it, and it is what it is. But yeah. it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened. They no, should have been of course not. They should have known, understood that that was going to happen and that they just need to block it out and get your ass into the dressing room. Yep. So. You know. Deep sigh. But it's going to, we haven't heard the last of it. I, I, what, I, what I'm worried about is it's going to taint Great Cup a little bit because I don't think they're going to have it handled fast enough because unless they deal with it all tomorrow, which there's no way. Like, John Murphy was today. That one was clear as a bell because somebody caught him right on phone. Like, his, his is undeniable. You can see him. It's him. There's no debating. It's him. And, and what he says with the diversity and stuff that's going on, there's no aid sticking around. But I bet you money there's way too much time and effort put into this during the interviews and, you know, the address, uh, the league address by uh, – commissioner and I, I just it's going to get dragged and it's going to take away from what should be about the great cup which sucks too bad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. but I mean can you really like they're, they're piecing the shit together from a bunch of iPhone videos and eyewitness statements and you know eyewitness statements are horrible people see what they want to see so I can't even tag you guys in the, in this post because this was actually one of the longest and, and, and best videos that I've seen on it, and uh, I can't honestly say that I blame the Argo players for what happened in mm-hmm. this video because, I mean, the, the Ticat fan was an idiot, but he got arrested, yep. so... Yeah. Um, but the the... The altercation with Edwards was not in this one video. And it's on the Let's Talk page, and it was posted by uh, Phil Thompson. 
want to look at it was posted yesterday morning by Phil Thompson, and it was it's actually quite quite worth watching. Like I said, that's the problem. There's just lots of them because everybody, of course, immediately whipped out their phones. The one that I, the reason I saw the John Murphy one was because it's in the story about his uh, suspension. It shows his video, and it's that one's just boom in your face, no doubt. And he's screaming, talk, like you can hear what he's saying and stuff. So, um, but I, Christopher, I've seen the, the one that you're talking about too. That was one of the first ones I saw, and it's Edwards and another one coming up off, up the wall. And the yeah, one no, guy's actually trying to help, and Edwards is being an idiot. Yeah, no. Then. So the one that I'm talking about, Edwards is not in. Right. And th- this was actually a very yeah, good is, video. This, this showed a lot of altercations. Otherwise, I mean, it even showed a, a fight between two fans, which I hadn't yeah. seen before. Right. Okay. So anyhow, I I think players should be held to a higher standard. They're professional players. This goes back to the the discussion that we had a long time ago with Colin Kaepernick about kneeling during the national anthem and losing his jaw because of it. And it has to do with the owner of that football team. You're wearing his jersey. And you, you do not have the luxury of making a statement publicly about your opinion of things when you're wearing his jersey. If it does not agree with his beliefs, you cannot do that because he is paying you at that moment. You're an employee. You have to toe the company line at that point in time. You cannot go against what he believes in or what that team stands for. And the same thing with this. It's Toronto Argonaut players are wearing a Toronto Argonaut jersey at that point in time, and they are representing their owner. And you don't do shit like this. When you're doing that, bottom line, I'd fire him. Yeah. They're representing MLSE right now. They're wearing their jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. One thing about it, though, too, is, I mean, people are, you know, I'm going to say they should, like you said, they should be held to a higher standard. But you better believe any of those fans that were on the ground or being the security was dealing with, they're, like, they've got life bans from BMO. Like, I mean, it's, it's just we're not going to hear about it because they're nobodies and nobody cares. But it's not like, you know, the people that were in there being idiots aren't going to get their own punishment. Just like if you streak uh, Of course street, they are. You get a oh, they're going to get banned from BMO. And how does that happen? They, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I understand how what you mean. How do they keep them out? But uh, uh, you're, you're banned from from BC Police for life. I'll just go to another entrance. Well, it's it's right. doable unless that one person uh, sees me. Well, they can share photos and stuff like that. It's 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 not. Yeah, the casino does the same thing, but we we pump everybody through the same en- or that one entrance, but. You don't deal with everybody one on one, so you go by photos too. But it's not foolproof by any means. Imagination, but man, they they have cameras with uh, face recognition software and all sorts of things because they're trying to keep those card counters out. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, the, when you ban a player for cheating at a, at a casino, it's, that's a whole different ballgame. You can't get past that face recognition software. That, that's not at BC Place or that's not at BMO or that's not anywhere else. It, it, it's a bit of a mm-hmm. joke. The only thing that you can really do is prevent them from having season tickets. Yeah. Well, in their like name. I said, I mean, you can share their picture. You can, they can share their picture and try and ban them, catch them as they come in. But yeah. yeah, I mean, there's thousands of people coming in, so good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, not at BMO. There's only a couple hundred, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. What do, what do you guys want to talk about? Anything else you guys don't want to talk about? Because I, I got a whole pile of things we can find. I'm just going through the list. What happened to that? Well, you were pretty quiet on that subject, other than the fact that they shouldn't have done it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? I, I I can see, like you said, I can see from both sides. And, I mean... Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I've seen more asshole football fans than I've seen asshole football players, okay? 100%. And, true enough. And, and, you know, you get some idiot who tries to fight a professional athlete, and, and these guys are going to kill him if they really want to, okay? So, I don't mm-hmm. know, I, I just, I don't like idiots at football games. And I, I, I really, you know, once again, it's beer courage, okay? So... It's just stupid. I, I agree. Really well, stupid. Why is there alcohol served at a at a sporting event? So they can make money. I, I, I understand that. I understand that. Why Why does the government sell cigarettes? <laughs> okay, we we understand the reason. Yeah. But should yeah. it happen? Here, here's a better question for you. BMO is a brand new field, and yes, it's a multi-purpose field, and it was more for soccer than it was for football. But what the fuck are you doing putting the players through the concourse anyway? What stadium have you been at where you don't go underneath the fans? Like, that's the only stadium that exists that you go, yeah, they put cattle guards out, but you're still going right through the fans. Like, I don't understand that. When I started watching... That's ridiculous. They should be build walls. Yeah. Or, or it should go under the stadium, like all the dressing rooms are yep. usually floor under anyway. Well, and does, the, and, and they can throw the shit at you from the top. Yeah, but they go, they, right, they they go, go up go and down. The, no, no, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. They no? come off of the field level, and they go straight yeah. out the back, and the concourse level is underneath the stands. That's the concourse level. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? The concourse level is the same level as the field. Right. And the stands go up in the back. It was very similar to the temporary stadium that uh, was in B for the, when BC Place was being renovated, right? So that's two years that the Lions were there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all one level, and then the stands go up. Where, in, mm. like in BC Place, the field level, the stands go up, there's the concourse, and then there's more stands that go up. So the concourse level is not on the same level as the field. No. Okay? No. That's the same way in Winnipeg. It's the same way in most stadiums. But BMO yeah. Field, the concourse is underneath all of the stands. Mm. Just a poor design. 
You shouldn't ever be. You know, you know, I'm watching I'm watching it I'm watching a video right now and these guys were chucking stuff at the players as they were walking out. And then some idiot fan some idiot fan jumped the uh that That's fence. the video that I told you, I was telling you about. And, and like five of them five of them grabbed the guy. Well, you know what? If you come into my space, I'm going to beat the shit out of you anyways. I, I understand that. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm not arguing with that. And and, and the security broke that one up really fast, right? Yeah. The cops had that guy on the ground really fast. And then, but the Toronto players kept trying to get at him. Yep. Okay, and that's yeah, where the one, you know you, you you can't do that. You can't go interfere with a, a, an arrest. No, you know that's it, right? Yeah, that's and then, and now I'm not, watching the two. That's obstruction now I'm of watching the, Now I'm watching the two fans fight each other. Like, come yeah. on, you know what? Mm-hmm. Life is all about choices, guys. Don't drink beer. How does that sound? Fuck. Yeah. Jeez. If shit like this happens, you've done, you've made some bad decisions. Yes, yeah. you have. Life is all about choices, Christopher. You know that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Hundred percent agree. I understand. Okay. Uh, God. Hmm. And the, the funny thing is, the, yeah, the funny thing is when you see these fans fighting each other, they all, they all. They all watch too much UFC, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hilarious, okay? <laughs> yeah. Try the spinning back kick, do they? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Show for my devastating Uh-oh. roundhouse that I've never practiced in front of my mirror all night. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, mm-hmm. It's funny. It's so too here, funny. I'm sorry. Here's the things that I think are really cool about this Grey Cup. Tim Hortons. What? Now, this is Tim Hortons is a Canadian iconic company. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing really that says Canada much more in the corporate world than Tim Hortons. Do you agree? Right. I agree. And what have they done for this week? They've come out with with <laughs> what is it called? Tim Beebs. <laughs> Tim Beebs, no, no. yes. Tim no, Tim no, they, no, they, the town of Hamilton turned their iconic red cups to gray cups for the week. Oh, did they? Yes. Okay. All the coffee cups yes, are gone did. to gray, and yeah. it has a okay. big gray cup logo on it. Okay? Yeah. Now, to me, that is a corporate entity that is getting behind the league and supporting it. Hmm. I don't yeah. drink coffee. But I think Tim Hortons needs a, a shout out here, and I'm giving it to them because I, I really think that that's that's cool. They didn't have to do that. They're not making nope. any money by doing that. No, costing them actually. Yeah. So it, it's just it's supporting our league, and 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 I mean our league, and that's cool. I mean that's really cool. So Tim Hortons needs a big shout out there. And uh, I'm I'm all happy about that. Ugh. And their Tim Beebs are just a bonus for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that one of those hey, Christopher. sort of thing? Hey, hey, yeah, hey, you're on, you're on Facebook jail. There's a there was a there's a entry in Let's Talk CFL from Terry Pitzel. It says, "Quote, where's Todd Mogi?" And it's quite funny. Where where is it? Uh, it's on Let's Talk CFL. I know, Terry Pitzel, twelve hours twelve hours ago. Really? Yeah. Did you answer her? No, because I don't participate in, you know, what I would say about Todd Mogi. So, anyways. Well, he's still in the in the group. I don't know why. Something so yeah, but he never, he never, he, he never comments at all. So. Yeah. Which is fine. No different than I don't comment in his group. Right. Speaking of which, did I read that right? That uh, Kale Bale or whatever is quitting CFL. Kelly Bale. Kelly Bale. For about the twelfth time. Uh, Kelly Bale's doing what? He's doing what? He's quitting the CFL. He's never watching the CFL again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was just funny. Yeah. Uh, who the hell cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. That was pretty much the response yeah. he got from it. It was like, uh, oh, and why are you putting this post in? Just to get attention or something or what? Because <laughs> nobody really knows you and doesn't care. <laughs> Charles went out. Oh, did he? Oh. I just, it's the only rec- name I recognize, to be honest with you, other than a couple that were involved in the show when I was back four years ago there. So he's the only name I really recognize. He's not because I dealt with him, just because he was always, a, he always kind of came up every once in a while, so. Yeah. And he's kind of like, you know, he's kind of like bile in your throat. It always comes up once in a while, okay? Anyways. I thought you were going to say herpes, but that's... <laughs> no. No, <laughs> that's a... Herpes, a is, her, herpes, herpes is a lifetime thing, apparently. Oh, there you go. Let's come back with a vengeance, though, every once in a while. Or how about beaver fever? Probably. There you go. Beaver yeah. fever. Yeah. She comes back with a vengeance boy. And it's a lifetime. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Christopher, you got some what? football for us to talk about or what? I don't know. I'm kind of waiting for you to pick up some subjects here. Don't you have any? No, I don't because I, you know, depend on Charles. Mm-hmm. I know. So do I. I depend on Charles a lot. But I'm I'm just been going through the, the CFL.ca here, and Brandon Banks is looking for extra blessings in his fourth breakup. He wants to win, and it says yeah. multiple cracks at, at winning this breakup. And I, I I don't know what that really means. Does that mean like uh, he, he's he's been at the Grey Cup game four times, or he's doing lots of cracks before the Grey Cup game? <laughs> I've only I've only ever seen him in two Grey Cup games. To be honest, how do they get four? Oh no, yeah, one, two. No, no, he's been in three that I know of. This will be four. Okay, that makes sense. Well, he was in 2019. He was he's going to yeah. be in this one, and then he was in that one where he was crying. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was in the one the, the he was in the one before that as well. They well, lost back to back Hamilton. This is going to be his kind of breakup. Yeah. And he's just a perpetual loser. Well, well, when you skip your own camp to have a ecstasy party, it's kind of the written the the writings on the wall, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And then yeah, you and on top of that for you. And on top of that, he's got small man complex too. So, you know. Well, he also got he's got just, busted for drug policy, right? Yeah, the same the same season. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, how long has it been for these guys since they won their last Grey Cup? It's um, not 30 years mm-hmm. like the Winnipeg guys, but it's going to no, be like but it's, 18 it's, or 19, isn't it? It's been a while. It's been a while. I think it's in the 20s. Well, is it that, that long? Really? No. no. Yeah. I thought I it was know. like in 98 or something, 99, wasn't it? Could have, could have been. It's been a while. Yeah, I think it was like 99 or something like that. 98-99. Okay, list of Grey Cup champions according to Wikipedia. They, they won it in 19... No, that was the Hamilton Tigers in 1932. Okay, sorry, let's get up to modern days here. The Hamilton Tiger Cats last won the Grey Cup in 1999. Oh, right. So in theory, this would be 21 years. There you go. Mm-hmm. Not quite the 28 or 29 Winnipeg had to wait, but yeah. in 1999 they beat the Calgary Stampeders in BC Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they did. And they've been With in the Grand Danny Cup. McManus. One, two. Three. This is their fourth time since then. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Banks has been with the team every time since then. So yeah. Yeah. Brandon Banks hasn't been in the team with the team that long, has he? Since 2014. No. no. Uh, but maybe. Yeah, he was a returner though. Remember when he was in the league? He all yeah, in 14. In 14, he was returner, and I was. I think he was yeah, there in 13 as well. 13, yep. 14, yeah, and 19, and 21. Okay, that that would be four. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's been – he's one of those things he's been around a long time now almost, it seems, but – Yeah, so, I mean, that's eight years he's been in the league. I'm surprised he's stuck around this long. I really am. Well, remember, he didn't show – he held out for more money that one year, too. So, I don't know. He missed a year, too. And then they brought him back. Or it was mid-season or something. But there was a, there was a point there where he wasn't going to come and risk getting injured for the money they were paying him or whatever. It was That's right around right. the same time that Wild, Wilder Jr. was pulling the same shit with Toronto. It's all around the same time there. No, I think you're thinking of Chris Williams. No, he's not. Chris Williams did the same thing, but Brandon Banks did it yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you for sure. Chris Williams did it. No. No. 
No, no, we're not talking about the same thing here. Okay. Uh, he, he came into the league in 2010, actually. Uh, no, yeah. uh, no, that's not true. He was playing with Washington then. When was that? That's not the right thing. He was in, uh, he was with the Redskins for a couple of years. Okay. So his first season with Hamilton was 2013. He played five games. Okay. That wasn't a holdover yeah. for cash yet. 2014, no. he played 14 games. 2015, he played 18 games. 16 was 16 games. 17 was 18 games. 18 was 14 games. And 19 was 16 games. 21, it was 10 games. So, no, he he did not miss a, a, a chunk of any okay. of those seasons. So it must have been in the off season that he pulled his shit then. There was definitely a period where he said he wasn't coming back or something. Yeah, so, he says that every season. Yeah, and then there was he, one that then was a bit more. Up. Yeah, I think he was. Well, I mean, we know he was like this camp once, but that was a different reason. I think there was another time he didn't come until he got the money he wanted or something. Yeah, and, and Ken Austin let him get away with it, right? Mm-hmm. Not only did he let him get away with it, he lied for him to cover for it. So. Yeah. Never and a good power dynamic in a relationship. Yeah, no, that's not what a head coach is for. No, no, I happen to Mind agree. Mind you, so, Craig Dickinson's getting pretty good at it because, of course, he got left with the Saskatchewan fiasco. I feel sorry for him. That's a, I, the most the person I feel the most sorry for these days is Craig Dickinson standing up in a fucking media conference with Purifoy lying for the guy. Oh, he's a solid guy and an awesome dude. It just sort of happened. Yeah, sorry, it doesn't just happen. You're an asshole when you're an asshole, and you go in and fucking throw a scene at Earl's because you had to wait for your food. Don't you know who I am? Yeah. And the day no, I believe two and a half hours is the day I eat my hat. You're a yep. black guy in Regina. You must be a football player. Mm-hmm. Did you say that? You didn't say that, did you? Oh, my God. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said it. You were thinking it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, seriously, how would you? Anyhow. And then later it comes out that there was alcohol involved. And it's kind of like, first thing I asked was, no shit. you know what, I, I've, I've been involved in disturbances in restaurants before where nobody went to jail. Like, he spent the night in jail for a reason. And it's not because he assault, it's not a charge. He didn't hurt anybody. So what's the only other reason you go to jail? Being intoxicated You're in public. <laughs> You're drunk. Yep. You're drunk. So, yeah. You are yep. drunk. And you get to go stay in the sober up pit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I love that one. But, I, you know, I, I have a feeling I, I respect Craig. I think he's a good guy. There's no way that they're, that they're that different. And I think it, a little piece of him dies every time he has to do stupid shit for Saskatchewan to cover just to keep his job. Well, then, then you know what? Maybe he shouldn't be there. And Yeah, well, I, I understand, but I mean, I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I agree with you. I I know exactly what you're saying, right? You've got to make the choices in life, and you got to live with them. And he is. I, I I think he is. But it was a big jump. He did a, all he did was special teams for a long time to go to a head coach. And yeah. it had he had a good team to take over. And fortunately, it was built by Chris Jones, so it had a certain attitude to it. And that attitude is still there even without Chris Jones. Because unless you start putting people, hang, hang on. 
that attitude was in Regina before Chris Jones got there. Uh, okay, but not as big as it was made, right? Like, no, like they've always it, been a team that was willing to break their own policies and stuff to win. But I think that the, the terminology, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, came directly from Chris Jones. I think it, it they, they complemented each other and accelerated it or exacerbated it. But Saskatchewan has always been morally and ethically bankrupt when it comes to the rules and regulations of this league. True. I just, it just becomes so much more okay. when you've got and actively it, doing I think what happened in, in Saskatchewan was Chris Jones is Chris Jones. I'm not going to argue that. But the teams yeah. that he played, played for or coached for before kept, held him in check. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. They, 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 they held him to a higher moral standards. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Saskatchewan did not gave him no ground rules, no guidelines, no. There's no line for him, right? And that no. that falls 100 percent on the team. That's not the oh. coach. If the coach is doing stupid shit like that, it's because the team is letting him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I agree. I agree. Okay. So I'm going to go back to um, a story by Jed Roberts because I, I really like this guy's story. I like Jed Roberts. He's a, he's an amazing man. I mean, he played the played in the CFL. He he's uh, he's handicapped in the fact that he's deaf or or mostly, and he was when it, during his playing days. And it, it's definitely a handicap when you're playing football. It's hard to do, and uh, I, I have a lot of respect for him. But he's a funny guy, and he's, he's writing these stories of things that happened during his career, and they're priceless. We just absolutely have to, have to accumulate all of his stories and listen to them. Okay. So I'm going to read you one that he posted today, and it's, uh, this is Jed Roberts, former Edmonton Eskimo. In 1994, the Edmonton Football Club was making preparations to play the Calgary Stampeders on Labor Day. Calgary had a very talented interior defensive lineman named Kenny Walker on the roster at this time. Kenny spent some time with the Denver Broncos in the NFL, and he'd been a star among stars in some of those great Nebraska or University of Nebraska Cornhusker teams in the late 80s. This is a typical of a lot of the players who came up from the U.S. to play in Canada to play with one exception. Kenny is deaf. And he communicates solely via American Sign Language. He's a hero of many deaf athletes, including myself. Early in the week, one of our starting offensive linemen, Blake Dermott, approached me and asked what I would, what, what I would be an effective way to get underneath Kenny's skin a little bit during the day game from a deaf person's perspective. My response was, first opportunity you get, reach out, grab Kenny by the face mask, stare deeply into his eyes, and say the following words, all of juice. What? Blake replied, and he says, just do it and see what happens, I said. Sure enough, fast forward a few days, the Lipsday game is in full swing and is heated as always between Edmonton and Calgary following the instructions 
Blake followed my instructions to a T. Blake reached over, grabbed Kenny's face mask, and said the words, which prompted Kenny to haul off and punch Blake in the side of the head, which may or may not have been flagged. Blake quickly jogs off the field after the offensive series was done and sided up to where I was standing. His helmet was more than a little bit crooked from the monstrous blow that Kenny had just delivered to the side of Blake's head. Why can't he get so mad, Blake asked. I replied, he thinks you just said I love you. <laughs> olive juice. So if you are lip reading, olive juice and I love you look the same. Mm-hmm. Come yep. on, that's got to be a funny story. You didn't find that funny? Did I just, am I the only one who found that funny? Yes. Uh, okay. Why well, it's, it's funny, but uh, I like the, the RCMP one you posted better. But yeah. Well, you mean the one with uh, Gizmo? Yeah, up north. R- running yeah. naked north. <laughs> yeah, priceless. that was funny. Ab- absolutely yep. priceless. That was yeah. funny. Ooh. No, he's he's a funny guy. He definitely he's got personality for sure. Anyhow, okay, fine. I'm not. I'm not coming up with any more news stories. You guys have to come up with something now. It's, it's twenty after at twenty after nine. We're without an agenda, and you don't like the stories I'm picking. So you pick your own story here. How do you like that? You don't. No. <laughs> I'm gonna start watching porn. Um. So Chris. So Chris, what do you think the stampeders are gonna do about their? 40, 45 free agents this offseason. <laughs> Same as everybody that's got all their free agents. Find as many as this, you can this, and get rid of the ones you don't want anymore. This whole Welcome team is CFL. like a free agent. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I mean, After I mean there are year. teams that are in, there's teams in a little bit better shape, but everybody's got huge lists of free agents. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. I have a question for you, Chris. We, we, we've done this on this on this. We, we, a couple questions. Let's start with this one. So you, you were on our podcast like a year ago, right? And you left no, because of personal reasons more like and whatever else. Two or three. Two years ago? Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. A while ago, yeah. Do you yeah, listen okay. to the podcast? Do you follow it? Have you been listening to us? Uh, the you last say, year no, I have. It's not going to be offended. No, no. The last year I have. I when I when I the personal reasons when I left I I kind of left everything for a while, <laughs> but yeah for the last year yeah. I didn't listen. I, there's three there's three I listen to, you and one and let's talk CFLs one. Okay, so anyhow, um, Paul Lapolice, there's a story out by uh, Justin Dunk of Three Down Nation that Paul Lapolice wants Chris Strivler as his starting QB for the Ottawa Red Blacks in 2022. Yeah, I read that. <laughs> Fuck me. And I did the same thing. I laughed. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think that this is that Paul Appleby's actually believes this? Do you believe that Justin Dunk is just writing shit again, or is there could this actually happen? I don't think 
it was if it I don't know how it was said. I'm going to put enough faith in Justin to think that something was said to that, but it must be a little bit out of context or something. I would I would see him loving him as a backup or part of the team, but not as the starting quarterback. And I don't think Paul's lost his mind enough to think that that he's a starting. I I, I don't believe that. I, I I think that I think it was said in some context, and I I can see there being a desire to have him part of your team as your backup quarterback, but not as your starter. And I don't think okay. That, that hang on, hang on for a second. Paul Lapelise, this is the coach of the Ottawa Redblacks, who thought that Dominic Davis and Matt Nichols was a good quarterback combo for this league. You, you're talking about that, his judgment, right? Yeah, I am, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I guess it's, now um, that I put yeah. that in proper context. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but Paul Lapelise, Paul Lapelise didn't sign Dominic Davis, nor did he sign, uh, Matt, Matt Nichols. Nichols, that was the jart. That was the jart, and he's not there anymore. So, yeah, well, and Paul could have just been trying to put a nice face on it, right? Like a good face on it. You get stuck with what you get stuck with. But if he actually said yeah. it was Strebler, I, I mean, that wouldn't have been that would have been his choice, not his. Uh, I think I think uh, I think Paul Lapolis misses being on TSN, and that's why he said that. Okay, so he wants a job on <laughs> yeah. TSN again. La Police believes Strebler is a superior passer compared to the up and coming youngster Caleb Evans. <sighs> maybe he's just, they, that, that, that's uh, just screwing with Dunk. Yeah, well, maybe he's just screwing with Dunk then because I, I, I don't understand how. I mean, he's not. He's I, Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how you can assess Strebler that way. He, I mean, he brings a lot of things to your team, but passing's not one of them. <laughs> passing is not one of them. Uh, okay, no. let's go to another question here. Um, you're a Calgary Stampeders fan, is that correct? Yes. Are you um, content, happy, pleased with the play of Bo Levi Mitchell this year? No. But, but, Bo Levi Mitchell's salary is in the upside of $675,000 next year. Yes, if he gets two bonuses. Yeah, if he gets two bonuses, yes. Okay, closer to $700,000. Yep. Jake Mayer is a free agent. Making nothing. Yes, he is. Yes, right. Yes. What do you do? Jake Mayer <sighs> is a starter in the CFL. He will be a starter next year in the CFL. Okay, hey, hey, I'm let me there's talk for a minute. Four, Are you, four you know what? teams that need a quarterback. You know what? You know what, CJ, if you were a general manager, you'd get, you'd get fired for, for, for signing that guy. After three games... He's a starter in the CFL. Come on. And if anybody gives him, if anybody gives him a starting job, they're an idiot. They they will. Hundred percent, they will. They will. Yeah, I agree with Christopher. On they're that idiots. One. They're idiots. But they're idiots. Well, and sorry. But again, Nick Arbuckle still hasn't proven it, but he's got signs of it. But he could be James Franklin too, right? 
Like, I mean, you got there's always examples. Yeah, but of, you, you look of, at wins and you look at of that, right? Once again, we've had this discussion so many times on this podcast about system and player. Okay, here we go again. What did Nick Ar- What did Nick Arbuckle do this year? Get injured? I thought he looked good in Toronto. He played one good game. He beat, he beat. He beat Winnipeg. He beat Winnipeg. But he got he hurt. Beat Winnipeg. He got hurt. Right. But then he got hurt. But, but I, I think he was better than McLeod. I don't know. Yeah, I never but they obviously. I, I know. But they they traded him for a reason, obviously. Okay. Well, obviously, but I mean, hell knows what it is. And think about Ryan Dinwiddie. He knew Nick Arbuckle. Why did he trade him? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. But there, there, there probably was some attitude in there, and but that's beside the point. Okay, Ottawa needs a quarterback. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Montreal. Yeah. Nobody can be content in, content in Montreal with Vernon Adams Jr. Okay. Why not? Because they're not. He's just not. He's he's not a high end quality. Mm-hmm. Quarterback. Boomer okay. bust. He's, just not. Yeah, he's, a, he's a boomer bust. No, he's a boomer bust. Okay. Um, Hamilton, are we happy with Mazzoli? No. Are we happy with Dane Evans? Possibly. We don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. Toronto, are we happy with McLeod Bethel Thompson? Or are we happy with what's this backup fucking guy that lost, was just absolutely terrible? Who's the Pimpkin backup? Clinton or Pipkin. Is it Pipkin? Pipkin. No, it's not Pipkin. It's not um, Pipkin. Okay, so it's the other P name. It's Wow, there's two guys that one's Pipkin and one's like, uh, it's another P name though. It's like, uh, oh shit, I can't remember now. There's two that are really close. Pipkin and another guy that are like, it's like Potluck. Spelt like Potluck, but obviously they don't pronounce it that way. McLeod Bethel Thompson is one quarterback, and another one is – I'm going down the list really quickly here. Hopefully I see it. Anthony Pipkin. Yeah, there you go. Right. Pipkin. Anthony, I think, Anthony Pipkin. Okay. Now, and and, and yeah, that, one of the reasons they say and, – and, he, and he's supposed to be the, the next com- up-and-coming guy in Toronto. That's why they got rid of Nick Arbuckles because – that yes. they, they think that he is Anthony Pipkin is the franchise quarterback and McLeod Bethel Thompson is just going to keep the seat warm for him. Okay. There you go. Okay. Nobody in Toronto can be content with that. They need a quarterback in Toronto. Okay. Yep. BC needs a quarterback. Will Mike Riley be back next year? And if he is, he's only there for one year. So he needs, they need a quarterback in that, that town. Okay. Uh, Zach Caleros is good in Winnipeg, but he needs a backup. They don't have one. Uh, Cody Fajardo, okay, so he's there. And we got Calgary. Edmonton's got Nick Arbuckle, who hasn't proven himself. I think we've said at least four teams there, maybe more, that would look for a, a fresh starting quarterback. Is Jake Mayer going to sign a backup contract in Calgary? Is Calgary going to give him enough money to stay as a backup quarterback, knowing that Bo Levi Mitchell might play for another five or six years? Or do you cut 
your salary oh. cap way down and ditch Mitchell and sign Mayer. Well, I've missed your stances on this. Where you're at? Where are you at with it? Well, yeah. No, no, I think you're an idiot for signing Jake Mayer, okay? I mean, yeah, you should no, sign him, but he's still, a, he's still a backup. Bo Levi, I, there's, something, there's something going on with Bo. Obviously, yeah, it yeah, could he, be an injury. Um, I mean, the guy... Well, his shoulder could be done forever. Um, yeah, I've been I trying mean, that's to get. People keep annoying. Yeah, I've been trying to get some inside information on that lately, and I haven't been able to yet. But um, let's face it, Bo was not the Bo we know this year. Okay. No. And is is he worth six hundred and fifty thousand dollars if he plays like that next year? Of course, he's not. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know when you give up on them, or if you do give up on them. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, I can I can honestly tell you, Christopher, that whatever decision is going to be made is not one that I'm going to be happy with, because there is no good answer to it. There isn't. Not there as is. a fan. Oh. A, as, as a well, fan, no, when, there has to be a good. It, it's renegotiate Bo's contract to four hundred thousand. Yeah, but he's already taken. Well, yeah, okay. If he okay. gave up his two bonuses, I would, I could live with that because both bonuses are a hundred thousand. So, um, if he gave up his two bonuses, that would be okay. But because he did take a pay cut right away after he got the big payday, so that they could sign players, I, I think he's a realist that way. I don't think he's crazy. And I mean, he's got to well, know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, so and then if he try to sign a salary of, of three seventy five to four and a quarter, you could probably afford to pay Jake Mayer two hundred thousand. And he might say And well and you can say, you know, like listen, you know, it's we don't know how long Bo's got, you know, like it's not like you're gonna maybe have to wait a long time, right? And and there is an argument to be made to stay and keep learning with the people that are there to learn from than to go run 100%. off like Nick and try to be, you know, and, or like I said, James Franklin's a perfect example. Every time this has come up in my mind, I always think back, I mean, it's not more than what, five years ago that, that James Franklin was going to be the next fucking Doug Flutie. The next one, the next one, the next one. And, and he just disappeared. Like he just, he he showed some signs as a backup and then he just totally lost it as a starter. And he's not even in the league. You know, so, so yeah, I, I think you're right saying that anybody's crazy to sign him as a starter, but I think there's enough crazy people that would do it. So I agree with you both on that yeah. one. I think you're that's crazy to do it. I, I, 100%, it's 100% someone who's going to offer a starting quarterback. Yeah. Which is too bad. Which could ruin them. Uh, one thing I did and maybe with he, what you said, though, is I think that BC has a good quarterback. I like that kid. I like your backup. So do I. Oh, I Without do, too. I, I do, too. Right. You know. I, I'm, I'm not Is it too early I for him, too, probably? Yes. Of course. He's played, what, one game? He yeah. started one yes. game, the first game of the season, he played half of it. They put in Riley, and then he played the last game of the season, and, yeah. and he did amazing in it, right? What, but it was in garbage yeah. time. The entire game is considered garbage time at the end of the season when your team has lost the playoff, and the team yeah. you're playing mm-hmm. isn't in the playoffs either. I mean, we played Edmonton, yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, for sure. 
so who cares what yeah. happens? So yeah. I what I what do, do I like the kid? Yes, I do. I think he's got promise. But yeah. like make him a starter? What happens right now if Riley doesn't come back next year? Okay, okay. And in that realm I accept that then. I thought you were just saying they needed somebody to Yeah, okay. You're talking to here and now, not future. Okay, yeah, but, I accept yeah, but don't, Sorry, I misunderstood. Don't, for, don't forget the number one the number one quarterback that's gonna be a free agent this summer is gonna be uh Jeremiah Mazzoli. No, what's his name? In Montreal. Who? Trevor Harris. Trevor oh. Harris. Trevor Harris. Oh, I, no. I, I don't I honestly don't think he's gonna be a free agent. I do. Montreal's not gonna think, sign him. They like they like what's his name too much. Vernon they Adams. Like Vernon Adams, okay? And and they're so, such fools. Well, They've had two I mean, pretty Trevor's, good seasons. They've had two pretty good seasons under Verdon Adams, so it's not his fault he got he's hurt. Coming back from injury, and they don't even know if he can play football. Yeah, well, but you know You've what? You've got a quarterback that missed an entire fucking season. Hmm. Yeah, but but is he a free agent? I don't think so. Okay, so are they going to cut him to sign Trevor Harris, who is Mister Hot and Cold? Okay, so I don't know. Wally, I, Wally I'm, Solly. Yeah, I'm more worried about, and if you look at Calgary's perspective, I'm more worried about how cheap John Huffnagel is, okay? Because there's some, there's some players that I really hope he keeps, and they're going to be looking for larger pay raises because they were in their first-year contracts. Ben Sankey, not Ben Sankey, the middle linebacker, Sankey, is one of them. I really hope they sign him back again. So, And Mike Rose is also a, Mike Rose is also a free agent, and I hope they sign him as well. So, in the middle. Okay, yep. we've got we've got a plethora of free agents this year. There's there's absolutely yep. no stopping this, right? But let's talk about right. the quarterbacks for a second, okay? Because this is a quarterback driven league, and that's what it is. Zach Caleros, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh huh. Winnipeg will re-sign him. Of course, they're going to throw buckets of money at him. He's going to get re-signed in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Dominic Davis. He's done. He's done. Hey, well, no, Hamilton, I think if, Dane Evans. I no, think if uh, Dominic, I think if Dominic Davis gives Ottawa some money, he'll still be around for a year at least. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing too. Dane Evans. He'll he'll sign in Hamilton, especially if he he's a performs well in the Grey Cup. If he wins the Grey Cup, Mazzoli Mazzoli is done in Hamilton. Mazzoli's done in Hamilton. Yeah. Correct. It's Dane Evans' team now. Okay, there's a guy named Isaac Harker in Saskatchewan. I know nothing about this guy, so I'm not going to form an opinion. Do you guys? Have you heard of him? Yes. Yeah, he's played a little bit. He's come in a, a bit, but uh, he's, it's he's Cody back down there. And Cody's not yeah. Cody's that good. Be- <laughs> Cody's better but than he's he is. But he's a free so. agent. Is anybody else going to take a chance on him? No. No, no, okay? no, no, no. I doubt it. J- Jake Mayer in Calgary. 
okay? Jeremiah Mazzoli in Hamilton. Now, what's going to go on with Mazzoli? Is he going to be sign a backup role with Winnipeg? You know, is, 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 is he willing to do something like that? That would be a smart move by Winnipeg, or would it? Mm-hmm. Is your backup quarterback supposed to be the next best thing, or is he supposed to be a serviceable quarterback if your number one goes down? Well, let's let's put it this way. Winnipeg doesn't have a backup now, so what do you think is better than what they got? They got a guy named Sean McGuire, and he's a free agent, 25-year-old. Yeah, he's horrible. Right. Yeah. Kind of like Anthony Pipkin. Uh, David Watford in Hamilton. Mm. He actually – did he actually win? He, I think he actually won a couple of games for them this year. He did. When Mazzoli and yeah. Dane Evans were hurt. so He fits their system well. Yeah, he does. He's serviceable. I don't think Hamilton's got a he, big issue other than if they want to get rid of Mazzoli, that's all. He's a backup, but he's the backup. Yeah, he's okay. a backup. Yeah. And in he's Toronto, McLeod Bethel Thompson. You know what? You can say whatever you want about McLeod Bethel Thomas Thompson, but he can throw the ball. Oh, and like a rocket. Yep. I wasn't okay, too I just, pleased with the way he, he pushed the camera man away at the end of the game the other day, but oh well. He has a bit of an attitude. He's 33 years old, and he's really not made it. No. Right. No. Okay, he's the perpetual back. He, he's the Kevin Glenn, modern day Kevin Glenn. Okay. Yeah, Toronto better believe in their backup. And and his backup, their backup's Anthony Pipkin, is so they they don't believe in him, or they mm-hmm. can. So Toronto needs mm-hmm. a quarterback. Ottawa needs a quarterback because yep. Matt Nichols is over there. You can't honestly believe. You can't bet the franchise on Matt Nichols. You can't. Is he even going to be there next year? He's signed through to 2022. Is he? Oh, okay. I believe that's correct. Because they're the ones that signed that uh, Pittsburgh Steeler guy, right? Ducky or Duck or whatever, Hodges. Was Ottawa, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's right. I think they're still pretty high on him because we haven't seen a lot of them. I think they're going to put their hopes on, on Hodges, to be honest with you. I think they will. Yeah. I mean, Edmonton has three quarterbacks signed. Nick Arbuckle, um, Cornelius, Taylor Cornelius, and Dakota Mm -hmm. Prukop. Prukop, that was the one I was thinking, the other one that was started with a P, Prukop. Okay. Prukop, he's in Edmonton. Okay, there we go. I knew he was somewhere. Because he's been with other teams in the league already. Him and Pipkin have been on like two or three teams as backups now, so. Yeah. And Trevor Harris is signed in Montreal through 2022. Oh, is he? Okay, so they'll go, yeah, they'll go with him. Well, and it's smart to do that, even if you're going to bring back Vernon, it's going to take time to bring him back. And, and, hey, where, what, how about Vernon's contract? Is it over or no? No. No? No, he's signed through yeah. He signed through 2022, too. 
Okay. Mm. So is Caleb Evans in Ottawa. Yay. I didn't mind Evans, but he's got a lot of work to do to be a starter. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ottawa needs a quarterback. Yeah. Because even Hodges, I mean, he played played three games for the Steelers and flipped off and won one or two. (laughs) And it's a totally different game anyway. Toronto needs a quarterback. Yes, Toronto needs a quarterback. For sure, and and I think Montreal does, but you know Trevor Harris and Vernon Adams, I don't think they're going to go deep into the free agency market for it. Not this. So year. when you have no, two, they're, two, they're two, two teams that need quarterbacks, possibly three, being BC, and with the slim pickings that's here. Yeah. Okay. No. I- I 100% agree. Jake's going to get offered a starting role somewhere, so he's either going to want to either have to get enough money and uh, um, uh, promises to stay in Calgary, or or he's gone. I mean, that's that's just simple facts. There's no doubt Jake Mayer's gone if if he doesn't get what he needs to get out of Calgary. Mm-hmm. Right. Which a and commitment I to start that, next year or something. Or... Yeah, I I think that he would sign for. $250,000 if he was said that, you know, Bo's only here for another year or two. Yeah. Stay here and learn from all the greatest quarterbacks in the league for the last couple decades <laughs> that are still around anyway. Yeah. Not not quite, but yeah, okay. It's wishful thinking. Well, Huff, like it's just funny just because Huff is, is, was a quarterback. Dave was a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. There's lots of quarterbacks. Yeah, Huff wasn't a great quarterback, but, you know. Oh, he was okay. He was, he was a okay. backup. <laughs> he was yeah. a career backup. Uh-huh. Um, he's much but, better. Uh, than yes, he's, he's much better. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, you got to figure Calgary's going to take it serious, though, because you I don't think you can go blindly on Bo after what happened. Especially if there's a long-term injury issue going on, and I tend to think that the the shoulder, the surgery he got to his shoulder done, has ended a couple careers. Like it's not a guaranteed rehab injury for a quarterback nope. for nope. sure. So, so I mean, you know, you got you got to protect yourself, and you know, the only thing that encourages me about the fact that he might actually step up with money is he stepped up and paid Begleton and uh, Robinson to come back. So I think he understands where, and I mean, it was late in the season, so he knew where his team stood, right? We were sucking. So I think he kind of got a pretty good grasp on that. He might have to open up the fucking purse strings a bit this year to get everything Maybe. going back in the direction they want it to be. Because so, he did, right? Because yep. that's why they got rid of Huff, right? They got rid of Huff because they had to pay Begleton. Yep. Yeah. So. so. And apparently, and apparently, I was going to say, and apparently Huff wasn't a Calgary Stampeder, okay, as what they see yeah. as a Calgary Stampeder. So. Yeah, I could see that. I, it, didn't, it didn't over-surprise me when they cut him, and not just for the money reason. So I don't think he ever yeah. really fit too well. He's also injury-prone, yep. too, which it is what it is. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But... I guess as uh, a Homer fan, you have to essentially 
trust in your management to make the right calls, even if you don't see why when they do that. And when you lose that faith, that's where you're in real trouble, right? Which I would guess that that's where you are, Christopher, because who the hell knows what they're doing there? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just looking at Or is at it a, starting to come a, back for you? What? Like your te- the faith in your team. Is it starting to come back faith in the in management? Yeah, in your team's uh, management. I, I'm happier with the, the ownership of the BC Lions right now than I have been for a while. Yeah, he seems and, pretty engaged. Well, Anmar Dolman is, you know, at least he's doing something where the previous owner was dead. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a warm body, so he's got to be better. But, I mean, GM-wise and the decisions your team's making and stuff. We have a terrible GM. Who's the GM in BC? Uh, I'm trying to remember because the last one I remember got fired. Isn't it it G. Roy Simon? Isn't it G. Roy Simon? (laughs) Fuck off, Will. (laughs) Not yet. You just not want yet. me to reach through not, the phone not and yet, slap anyways. you, don't you? Not yet, anyways. No. Yeah, not yet, anyways. Um, I don't know who is it right now. Jeez, I'm stumped because I know everybody in Emden got fired. Isn't it the head coach and the other guy? Yes. Isn't it's the a head coach and the other guy? Rick Campbell yeah. and McAvoy. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And how how does that work? I would assume that means the coach, the head coach, has power over the player selection or something, probably. Probably. And and that yeah, that's happen. usually what the GM does, right? Okay. Can you name me five people, five, in the history of the CFL, who were good at both being a coach and a GM at the same time? Wow. Name me five. John Bono. John John Huffnagel. Wally. Wally Bono. Yeah. Um, okay. Jim John Pop. Matthews. <laughs> What's Jim that? Pop. Jim Pop. Don Matthews. I said Don. I said Don Matthews. He said Jim Pop. I and I'll agree with Don Matthews, and I'll just leave. Ignore the other one. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll ignore that comment. Right. Um, that's oh oh there was oh wait there's one that we're missing. Matt Dunnigan. <laughs> mm, that's awesome. Mm. He was so good. Now he got it all done in one year. <laughs> now you just that's right. Stupid, Will. Yes, okay. I am. Brought in Nick Lewis and said he was done. That was it. I brought in Nick Lewis. Yeah. Bye bye. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, there, there's, that's three. Give me two more. Um, um, Dave Ritchie? No. Cal Murphy. Cal Murphy. Cal Murphy. Any others? Uh, Don Sutherland do it? I'm sure he was GM and coach. No. no. You can even try Hugh Campbell, Adam Campbell but he wasn't GM and coach at the same time. Same time. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and that's what's his name? What's Christopher? Help me out with this name. I forget his name. Um, 
first name was Kent. Last name was Austin, I think. Kent Austin. Mm, he awesome. He was awesome. He did. He did go to two great cups as the coach and general Sorry. manager. Yeah, in the he East. did go to two. Well, he, well, no, no. The great cup is in played in East. both the East and the West. But hey, come on, gotta give him credit. No. No. Okay. Okay. You might as well say Chris Jones then. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much. It's hard. You can't let's, do let's, it. Let's, let's, I'll own up to it. You can't. It's, it, no. It's, uh, you, you can't do it simply because they're two separate, different jobs. They are not compatible jobs, and it is a challenge and a very special person, a very special person that can be coach and general manager at the same time. Okay. That's my belief. Now, you have a man in British Columbia right now at the BC Lions named Rick Campbell, who is a head coach. He's a proven head coach, and he's good at being a head coach. But now he's co-general manager, and he's also the defensive coordinator. Hey, hey, wait a minute. We missed one. We missed one. Bob Obilovich. Hugh Campbell. No, Hugh Campbell was never coach and GM at the same time. Are you sure? Okay. I'm going to look that up. Sorry. Go do it. Now, I have a question. What the heck produced, uh, possessed Rick Campbell to be the D coordinator, not the O? Did he do the defensive guy? He's a defensive. He? He, yeah, he's a defensive coach. Yeah. Hmm. Is, is that is that how yeah. he started in the league? Oh, okay. Yeah. I always thought he was offensive. It's like Craig's nope. still doing special teams. <laughs> well, uh, Michael Shea. Yeah, that's this true too. But he actually put team. somebody in charge of it. This is the first year. Is it? I thought he did it a while ago that he put somebody in charge of special teams oh, it, it, by it, name only. Sorry, I think I think in 2019 he was he had somebody else there, but he was a special. He put somebody in there and then they fired him, and then he yeah. went back and took the special teams over again. Okay, uh, Rick Campbell started as a coach in Edmonton Eskimos in 1999 to 2004 as a defensive hmm. back and special teams coordinator. Then he was the defensive coordinator with Edmonton in 05 to 08. Then he was Winnipeg's defensive back coordinator. Then he was the running back coach in Calgary. And then he was the assistant head coach and special teams coordinator for the Eskimos in 11. Then he went was the defensive coordinator for Calgary in 12, 13. And then he Mm -hmm. went to Ottawa as head coach. Right. So he did coach the running backs once. Once. (laughs) Just to get him on the freaking team, pretty much, as a coach. In in Calgary, yeah. 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 And, of course, that's when John Cornish was there, so there wasn't a lot of coaching going on for the running backs anyway. So there. Um that's the answer as to why he's also the defensive coordinator. That's not why he's just the defense. He is a defensive guy. That's why he believes that yeah. he could be the coordinator as well. 
And uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you know my opinion on that. Yeah, and I agree with it. I agree with it. I mean, uh, you can blame the cap all you want and all that crap like Saskatchewan's doing, but, I mean, in the end, you gotta you got to have coaches in place. You can't do it all. And when you try to do it all, you do you, you end up doing a bunch of poorly instead of one well. And that's, that's always a mistake. Always a mistake. The, the biggest problem that I see is we don't have enough young coaches in uh, getting the experience and doing that because yeah. Toronto needed a coach, okay? Who did they hire? Did they, what, what offensive or defensive coordinator did they hire? They didn't. They hired a quarterback coach. <laughs> right. Why? Because he was the one available, I guess. I don't know. Because there was no Had a hell of an interview. Available. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I can't see Ryan Dinwiddie having a hell of an interview. Mm. Well, no, it was because uh, it was because it was because Devon Claybrooks was still getting paid for by BC, so he didn't want a job. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Mhm. I don't know. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there is a problem for sure. You know, it is. A, I mean, a problem so you asked sure. you asked me if I was comfortable with the management of the BC Lions. Yeah, and I have to answer that honestly with no. Right. Too many hats with the one guy, and that's never a good recipe. Yeah, I agree with that. Do, I, I like the ownership. I like the attitude of the ownership. Do I believe he's naive? Yes. Mm, yeah. New to sports for ownership. So, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he actually has been negotiating with David Braley for eight years for the BC Lions. So I've heard that, yeah. this isn't just a whim that he wanted to buy the team. He's been working on it for quite some time. But I can show you yeah. statistics why he's going to fail. For the mm. same reason David yeah. Braley failed. For the same mm. reason everybody in BC and Toronto are going to fail. Because they don't put a franchise in Victoria. <laughs> They're not going to put a franchise in Victoria. I know. I just, that, post, that post popped up in my mind. I know. For some bizarre reason. I know. I know. I'm sorry. And, and then somebody said, not Victoria, Kelowna. Oh fuck! That's just well, no, that but, 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 but Christopher, the league will be the league will be stronger once they get a franchise in Halifax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll solve it all. Anyway, but why would go. it fail? Though I'm actually interested to hear what you have to say about why they'll fail because I I haven't heard this before. You haven't? They don't understand the market? No, I, I don't think I have. No, nope, that's not why. It's because their stadium isn't downtown. It's on the water there. Yeah, but that's not where the fans are. Right. The fans are an hour away. Yeah, yeah, because I've been to the Minimum. stadium. It's it's right on the water. Right? Beautiful. So it's kind of a hoity-toity neighborhood. Yeah. There's not a single fan that lives in Yale Town, and that's where BC Place is. You know, the, right. that's the district of Vancouver. It's called Yale Town. And nobody is there. Nobody's a right. football fan that's there. It's an, the fans live an hour, at, an hour to two hours away from that stadium. Put a stadium right. up in the Fraser Valley, and it will be full. 
you will have right. a successful franchise. Why is Toronto failing? Because BMO Field is flat, smack dab in the middle of soccer country in Toronto. Why? It's a soccer stadium. Right. Toronto football fans are not anywhere near BMO Place. Aren't all their stadiums really close in Toronto, though? Like, isn't the Raptors right there and same with the Blue Jays? Aren't they all really fan close? Bases. Different fan yeah, bases, I, my friend. I thought all the stadiums were right there, though. Like, like I understand what you're saying, but everybody's got to travel because all the stadiums are quite close, aren't they? Yeah, but what if the fans for BMO Field are in 15-minute radius of the of the stadium? Of course, you're going to get them to come because it's a walking. Yeah, no, I understand that for sure. I, you know, I, just, if, if I put up we a Toronto. post. I went to all the different fan base sites except Calgary, mm-hmm. and I asked the fans, how far do you travel to go to a home game? Less yeah. than 15 minutes, 15 to 30, 30 to an hour, an hour to two, or more than two hours. Okay? Yeah. The prairie cities, Edmonton, Calgary, Regina, and Winnipeg, well, sorry, Calgary, I didn't get the Calgary answer, but I know it because I know the answer to this question. Yeah. 75% of it was less than an hour. Okay? Yeah. 75%. A lot of it in in Winnipeg and Regina was within 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay? Literally, you could walk to your football games. Yeah. Okay? BC's average time, the majority of them were in an hour to two hours with the next closest thing, two hours plus. Right. Okay? Toronto was not quite as bad, but really close. Yeah. So why are they going to fail? Why is he going to fail? It's because he's not going to walk away from the deal that they have with BC Play Stadium, which is like $200,000 a year. Right. They really don't pay for that stadium. It's, it's a gift. Right. Why would you go build a stadium out in the valley and, and, and have to pay for that multi $200 million yeah, I mean, when you have this 20, 30, beautiful stadium for free? Yeah, no, for sure. So Stealth you're going to be fighting right? an up, uphill battle no matter what. Yeah. yeah you just got to talk people into getting there, bringing their kids and stuff. And, yeah. You know, when I went to a football game when I lived in Abbotsford, which is not really yeah. that far out of Vancouver, Abbotsford, right? It was eight hours. Yeah. It was a two-hour commute, a three-hour game, and a two-hour commute. That's seven hours. By the time you get there a little bit early and you talk to some buddies mm-hmm. and friends and you stay a little bit afterwards or you have to wait in line for the sky train, whatever else, that's another hour. That's eight hours I'm yep. away from home to see a football game. Yep. It's a you big can't commitment, do that. For sure. Not okay. for nine games a year or ten games a year. You go put the, the stadium out in Langley, Surrey, Langley area. I'm half an hour, 45 minutes away. Whole different ball game. Yeah. 
Do you know there's that more people, pop, that greater population in the Fraser Valley than there is in the province of Saskatchewan? Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Okay, in the Fraser Valley. You literally could put another football team in the Fraser Valley and leave that one in Vancouver. Right. Never mind Victoria or Kelowna. There's more people in the Fraser Valley. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's why I think he's got an uphill battle as an owner. He has to admit that and find a, either find a way around it or deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, oh shit, we're the 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 thing's over. The show's over. <laughs> what did it just end on you? It ended, yeah. Oh, well there you go. People will be hanging waiting 